What, 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 what's good, people? All right, guys. So I came on here because I wanted to share with you guys two scriptures. And one of them is actually the word of the day. But I'm not going to focus on that one right now because that one didn't really stand out to me as much as Romans 8 and 28 did. Romans 8 and 28 says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Now, let me tell you guys how I interpreted that. So I'm going to start from the beginning. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. So what I see with that or what I got from that is that as people of Christ, you know, we are all woven together. We're all stitched together. We're all intertwined. We're all working together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. So the Bible talks about how all good things come from above in order to receive those good things, not only do you have to be a believer in Christ, but you also have to have faith. And I'm not saying that if you're not a believer in Christ that you won't get good things because that's not what I'm saying. God wakes us up every day and gives us a chance to redo life and a chance to obey by his word and a chance to just do whatever we have to do to fulfill his purpose. But this scripture in, in particularly, if that's the word I'm trying to say, Talks about how we are all intertwined to perfect God's plan by bringing by bringing love to all of those around us, because it also talks about how we are his lovers. You know, and if we're his lovers, I know a lot of people's like, oh, my God, I'm not a lover. You if you are believing Christ, you're a lover of Christ. You love Christ. And if you call yourself a lover of Christ, a Jesus follower, a Christian, um, God's child, whatever you want to consider yourself as that's considered with Christ, you are supposed to spread love. You're supposed to spread the love of Christ, you know, wherever you go. And that's all a part of God's purpose. It's all a part of his design purpose. And in order to fulfill that purpose, you have to be a lover of Christ and you have to work together with everybody else to help perfect God's plan. And by perfecting God's plan, you have to do the work of God, you know. And one of the ladies at my job, I was telling her like, hey, you know, why don't the people at this job see the Christ in me? And she's like, well, honey, you got to understand that everybody doesn't know who Christ is. And that sat in my spirit just for a little bit. And I was like, I said, dang, Blondie, that's deep. And as I thought about it, everybody's just going to see you as different. And that's okay. It's okay to be different. Because like she said, everybody don't know who Christ is. And sometimes you have to introduce people through Christ, not by going out and slapping the Bible on their face or like, hey, you need to believe in this God or else you're going to burn in hell. But just the way that you walk, the way that you talk, you know, Jesus didn't have to go around and tell everybody, hey, I'm Jesus. Hey, I'm Jesus. Jesus was Jesus. He let his walk speak for him. He let the way he carried himself speak for him. When he walked into the room, he walked in the room of grace. So... If people see you as different in a good way and you are believing, you are um, a believer. Then that's a good thing, you know, because like she said, everybody doesn't know who Christ is. So you got to be able to continue to be different, continue to perfect your walk in Christ. And sooner or later, people will begin to follow you. And, you know, we have a lot of Christians in this world 
who are very popular and they have a large fan base and people believe anything that they say. If you are following me on any platform, don't take everything that I say to don't take everything I say and run with it. Read this word. I'm literally telling you it comes from Romans 8 and 28. Like, I read it word for word from the, I don't know what version this is. It says TPT, the pa- the uh, the Passion Translation. I've never heard of that. I didn't even know I had that. But that came from the Passion Translation. If I interpret it to the New International Version, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. You see how it literally just broke it down in that other translation. If you break that this translation down, it literally says the same thing. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. So you got to understand that through everything that you go through, God is always working for the good. He's always doing the good. And all good things come from above. And the Bible says that for those who have been called according to his purpose. So if you have been called... And as a believer in Christ, you know, you don't just wake up and say, hey, I want to be a believer. It, You know, it's a process. You know, sometimes you're in church and you feel like, you know what, this is for me. God has called you at that very moment to give your life to Christ or to try God. And when you try God, you'll start to see that all good things will start to work out for you. So you got to have faith. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep trying. And for those of you who just tuned in, don't give up. Life gets hard. I know this pandemic has been one of the roughest things that we have been through as a nation, as a country, as as the, as the world as a whole. But you got to get up and keep pushing. You can't allow the enemy and the way of the world to make you feel immobile. You can't allow depression to make you feel immobile. You can't uh, you can't allow whatever drugs you use to make you feel immobile. Whatever you have in your life that is stopping you from being the greatest that you are, you got to say to yourself, I got to put this to the side and you got to try God. I'm not telling you to believe in God. I'm not going to force you to believe in God, but I'm going to suggest that you try him. Because the Clark sisters came out a song that said, I tried him and I know him and I found him to be a friend. Try God. That's all you got to do is try God. Um, There was something else that I wanted to say. Hmm. Oh, as far as this election as well, I just want to kind of tap on how we as people idolize people. The Bible talks about how the only person we should put before anything is God. And God's not even a person. He's God. You know, God should go before any and everything. And I felt like with this entire election, we were putting everything before Christ. And instead of believing that God would make a way, we were literally sitting here on the TVs glued to the screens trying to figure out, okay, Biden do this, Biden do this, or Trump do this, Trump do that. And the whole time we should have had faith in God that all, that it was going to work out for the good. But instead we were glued to the screen trying to figure out what the next step was instead of believing in God. And I'm speaking for myself because a brother was up to about two o'clock and two thirty-four, trying to figure out what was about to go down with this election because I was scared. But if I call myself a believer and I have faith in God, I should have had my faith in the hands of God and should have believed that whatever was going to happen was already done, which it was. You know, and when Biden got up and made that speech, I I immediately felt a feeling of restoration and I knew that it was going to be all right. Not because he said that it was going to be all right, but because at that moment I had prayed like, all right, God, I know you got us better than anybody's got us. And if Trump's going to be president again, 
I know it's going to work out for the good. And if Biden's going to be president, it's going to work out for the good. And either way, it worked out for the good, as we clearly saw Biden became president. Yes, there was a first for this and a first for that and all of that good stuff. But, you know, it was prayer that got us through. It was faith. It was faith that got these young people out here voting because they believed that their vote would matter. And if we can get people to do the same thing with Christ, am I speaking to somebody? If we can get people to believe in Christ like they believed that their vote would matter, this world would be a better world. But in order for people to believe, they got to have faith. And it's hard to have faith in this world when a lot of Christians are out here false advertising who our God is. So I don't want anybody who's listening to this to just take my word for what I'm saying. I want you to literally read your Bibles, download the Bible app, the Holy Bible, you version. If you're not familiar with it, you can Google it, figure out what it is, start doing these Bible plans, start finding out who God is, start introducing yourself to God through prayer. And you don't have to, oh, um, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You don't have to say a prayer like that. Talk to God as if he's your friend. You got to be raw with God. He will change your life. And if you talk to, if you talk to your friends, you know, cussing, whatever way you do it, you know, I'm not going to say cuss at God. Don't do that. But I mean, if, if, your connection with God is your connection with God. And don't let nobody tell you, oh, well, when you speak to God, you got to do this. You don't. God is your friend. You come to God as humble as you can and he'll work with you. He'll change your life. He'll work through you. He'll work with you. He'll work beside you. He'll work before you and he'll work behind you because that's the type of God we serve. So with all of that being said, I just wanted to use that word to encourage you guys. But I also want to use one more word before I get off of here. Um, it's coming from Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not, I'm going to be goofy with it. I'm not a bishop, preacher, elder, deacon, or none of that. So I don't baptize people. But the beginning of that scripture spoke to me. There, therefore, go and make disciples of the nations. When Jesus went to make disciples, he, he, crea- he, he found people that wasn't perfect, that he could help throughout their, throughout their lives, and they followed Christ. So be yourself. Follow God. Be a representation of Christ. Be a vessel. My prayer at the beginning of the year was, God, I pray that you can use me as a vessel to be a blessing in people's lives. And when I started seeing that God was using me as a vessel to be a blessing in people's lives, I was at first I was like, why this person coming up to me talking to me? I don't even know who they are. But then I had to remember what I prayed to God about. And if God's going to use me as a vessel, you got to be careful about what you say to people because you could immediately turn somebody away from Christ. So if you're going to go and make disciples of all nations, and when it says all nations, I take that as people from all backgrounds, whether they're prostitutes, whether they're drug addicts, whether they're alcoholics, whether they're addicted to weed, whether they're addicted to sex, whether they're addicted to whatever they're addicted to, whatever they believe in or whatever they do, you got to be able to be graceful and humble to whatever presence that you walk in. You can immediately be earthly with people. And I say earthly because... An earthly person can fit in, can adapt to any environment. 
and feel and the people will feel comfortable speaking to them. So you got to be able to allow people to be comfortable speaking to you. Don't hold your guard up. Don't be stuck up. Don't be arrogant. Don't be conceited. Don't give off any vibe that it make people like, I don't want to fool with this person. Because immediately by you doing little things like that, you could die today and God will say, look at the palm of your hands and look at all the blood that you got in your hands. You're like, God, where did this blood come from? This blood is from the souls of people that you turned away just by your actions. And it could be to the point where God's like, you know what? I can't even accept you into heaven because you turned away so many people that I sent to you for you to save. So just be mindful of the things that you say and the things that you do. And even when you think that people aren't watching you, somebody is always watching your walk. Somebody's always watching what you say. If you say that you're a believer in Christ and you do this and you do that, you got to stand by what you say. You got to practice what you preach because somebody will expose you. If you aren't doing it, then you get mad like, oh, this person exposed me, blah, blah, blah. If you call yourself a follower of Christ, the Bible says, therefore, go and make disciples of the nations. So you got to you got to you got to be an example so that people can follow you and not only follow you, but follow the Christ in you. So technically, they're following Christ and not you. But that's all I got. Interpret it how you want. That's how I got it. That's Matthews 28 and 19 and. Romans 8 and 28, I want to say. I already said it, so just go back and check that out. But that's all I got for today. That's all I got for now. I'm out.